Longfellow Deeds is a small town guy. Chuck Cedars. Handshakes are for strangers, pal. We <laughs> hug around here, buddy. What's up? What's up? And he's about to get. When Mr. Blake died, he left an enormous fortune. He left it all to you, Deeds. $40 billion. Holy shit. Just a small town So this is where my uncle lives? Yes, sir. Oh, you kind of snuck up on me there. I am very, very sneaky, sir. This season. I want that guy's life story. I'm all over this. But you should let me go undercover. This could get dangerous. No, he said he likes ladies in distress. One man will teach the big city. Where'd go? Bless me. Help, I'm being mugged! Don't worry, I'll get him. Some small town values. Welcome into another episode of the Bad Movies Worst Opinions Podcast, where we believe that everybody has a favorite bad movie. The only rule of the podcast is that we must watch a movie below a 6.0 on IMDb. My name is Karen Harrison, Rob Britton here. Our guest, Patrick Moore, joins us. Fox 4, The Pitch. You have like six jobs, my man. Dude, yeah, well, none of them pay any money, so that's like, you gotta have as many as you can. So we're happy to have you on, man. This is your third time joining us on the podcast. I'm you excited were, to be here. You were on for Daredevil. You were also on for White Men Can't Jump. And now you're back for Mr. Deeds. Three very different kinds of movies. Yeah, I feel like Daredevil was like so bad. It was almost good. It had a lot of weird shit in there. A lot of great, terrible music. White Men Can't Jump. But kind of more like this movie, honestly. I thought it was just kind of average. Like there's not... A whole lot that's bad about it, but I don't think there's a whole lot that's good about it either. I think this movie ends up under a six, and I'll, we can talk about it throughout the podcast, because it's not classic Sandler. And we, at this point in time, this movie came out in 02, we're so used to Sandler just hitting. He had Happy Gilmore, he had Billy Madison. He was not missing. This, this movie came out, and you're like, it's okay. It's just not classic Sandler feel. That's, I think, why this movie gets dinged. This is our first Adam Sandler movie, so excited to review this movie with you. We're doing Mr. Deeds today. This movie has a 5.8 on IMDb for almost 150,000 votes. The release date, June 28th of 2002. If you want to watch this, you can watch this on Hulu. That's how I watched it last night. Everybody else watching on Hulu as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. A runtime of 96 minutes. The box office, $50 million. Goes to speak of the power of Adam Sandler. $50 million budget, $171 million at the box office. Damn. I mean, almost four times the amount of money that you spent on this movie. You mentioned classic Adam Sandler, an absolute behemoth. This just goes to show you that he was one of the most consistent box office draws from about like 97 to 2003. Yeah, I mean, this is probably towards the end of it. And I think this movie probably... Uh dinged him a little bit just at the box office because of how people felt about it again like you said i think it's not a typical sandler movie it's not super raunchy it kind of is it's a remake of a you know a really old gary cooper movie that francis capra directed and they kind of throw some adam sandler stuff in but it's kind of just of a, a down the middle swedish romantic comedy there's nothing really that crude or anything about it you know and in the pantheon of Adam Sandler movies, where like especially getting into like the Netflix movies, like uh, there's less, there's not uh, homophobia or racism or any of the things that he kind of uh, got dinged for later on in his Correct. career. This really is just kind of felt like it, it. Adam Sandler didn't have to be in this movie. Someone else could have been put in that part. Oh, like, wait, it's thanks not for specifically stealing. a Sandler movie. Thanks for stealing a fun fact about Gary Cooper from earlier. Nice <laughs> job on that. Just stole it right out from under me. But yeah, this this movie is very generic rom com ish. Like if we replaced Adam Sandler with insert actor X, like a generic comedic actor, does the movie get any better or worse? Probably not. I think Sandler's what got people to the box office, but I don't think Sandler himself is anything special in the movie he's just kind of 
the dude who falls for the girl. We've seen this movie a billion times. The top five box office for that week. Mr. Deeds debuted at number one at $37 million. Minority Report was number two. Lilo and Stitch was number three. Scooby-Doo, number four. Born Identity. Those were the top five movies in the box office that week. The description for the movie. Peak early 2000s. It was very, very early (laughs) 2000s. Look at that. Look at that. The description for Mr. Deeds. A sweet-natured, small-town guy inherits a controlling state in a media conglomerate and begins to do business his way. The cast, Adam Sandler is Longfellow Deeds. Winona Ryder is Babe Bennett. Patrick, you name another Winona Ryder movie. I don't think I could. Really? You're not a Winona Ryder fan? What else is she in? She was in like Heathers. I mean, she was like uh, Girl Interrupted. There's a bunch of shit. She was just in... uh which is uh, not a good movie. She pops up in the Disney's Haunted Mansion. I mean, she's in Edward Scissorhands. Uh, she's in there. I mean, I know it's not a movie, but she's prominent in Stranger Things, which is, I know it's not a movie, but it's one of the most popular television shows in America. Yeah, like, or, uh, she's in stuff. She's Be- Beetlejuice. She was mm-hmm. like the, yeah, the daughter. You guys have just named a lot of movies I've never seen before. Uh, <laughs> so, Winona Ryder is Babe Bennett. Peter Gallagher is Chuck Cedar. That is the CEO for Blake Media. Winona Ryder, that's Babe Bennett. That is the love interest in this movie. Jared Harris is Mac McGrath. He is basically Harvey Levin in this movie. Alan Covert is Marty. That is the junior reporter. That's the guy that gets beat up a bunch of times yeah, in the movie. That's that's Adam good. Sandler's friend who's he's in, in everything. He's in a bunch of Adam Sandler movies. One of the fun facts is in one of the fights he gets in with Adam Sandler, I think it's the one at the park, he actually gets hit by Sandler in that one and hits the concrete and goes unconscious during filming. Like that's that's his whole role is to get beat up and in real time he got beat up once. <laughs> and he does get beat up multiple times over the course of the movie. And then we have John Turito, I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. He is Emilio Lopez who has a very big role at the end of this movie. The movie starts an old man, Preston Blake, is trying to climb Mount Everest. His crew is telling him not to, but he doesn't listen. Which seems like a very white people thing to do. Everybody is telling you, no, no, don't do it. He's like, no, I'm going to do it anyway. Well, my man gets turned into a human popsicle. Yeah. I, mean, I don't. I don't think that's white people. I think that's eccentric billionaire. I mean, I'm sure there are people across the country who are telling, uh, "Who's the Virgin Airlines guy?" You guys know what I'm talking Richard about, Richard Branson. Yeah, I, I'm sure everyone in his camp is telling him, "Stop doing the things you're doing." But he just does it because eccentric billionaire. I mean, I think we know that it wouldn't be a group of seven or eight black people climbing Mount Everest. And that's then, fair. And then the moment one black person says, "No, nah, I don't know about this," everybody be like, "Damn, you're right. Let's go home." <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's what I'm saying. I think yeah. this is the that's white fair. people thing to do. Well, that's like the same thing with like the uh, the submarine now under the Titanic, right? Not mm-hmm. a good idea. All of them white. Eccentric billionaires, too. They're they're both. I think we're starting to learn, you know, like that little pie chart with the the, uh, Venn diagram. We're seeing that there's an intersection of those two things. We learned that Preston Blake is Rupert Murdoch, and he is swimming in the dough. But he has no will, so someone is about to get $40 billion. So the hunt is on for the company to find out who's going to win this golden ticket. And we find out who the lucky who the lucky winner is, Longfellow Deeds. Is this the most unique name we have ever seen in a movie for the main character? Longfellow, Longfellow Deeds. Longfellow Deeds is his name. It's a weird name. It's very uh, it explains why they call him Deeds or Deedsy the whole time. I, c- I couldn't have a friend named Longfellow. I would not be able to take it seriously. Like, hey, what's up, Longfellow? We got going tonight, man. No, I could never have that moment with someone. Yeah, like I think the original movie did it come out in the fifties. I don't know. That seems like a very more appropriate name for like an older time period. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a lot of young people named I don't know Longfellow. It's it, definitely an old man name. Yeah. It's just crazy how mad our generation gets about remakes for movies that they remade Mr. Deeds. Like, think about <laughs> it. Like, this movie is a remake. Like, people get mad that they're remake making white men can't jump whatever the original movie for this was they remade that movie for absolutely no reason 
we head to meet Mr. Deeds and we find out that he owns a local popular pizza joint. I've never seen a person who loves greeting cards more than Longfellow. We also find out that he is the nicest human being in recorded history and might be the most popular person this side of Taylor Swift. Now I'm going to look at, I look ahead a little bit because I was reading Roger Ebert's review of the movie and he is right. The only purpose of his community is to constantly worship Mr. Deeds. <laughs> yeah, they don't that's have why any there. other interest. We don't know anything else about the characters. Every other character that lives in this town, the small town that they live in, they just love him unconditionally. And then in their free time, they'd watch everything that he does on television. Their town is worthless. They watch him read greeting cards that he makes mm, that and, are bad. Mostly yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, it's like open mic. Like yeah. he's standing up there at the pizza. Read another one. And then it's, people are crying. Like, what are you crying? At this very average poem. <laughs> They're trying too hard to push, like use the side characters to push that. He's like Mr. Everyone in a small town. Like, yeah. I'm sure there's someone in insert small town X. I'm not going to name one because I'll name one and some guy in the pod be like, I'm from that town. It's not like that. But there's there's probably some super nice dude in some small town in Missouri and Kansas that everyone just loves. They're using the side characters like Steve Buscemi to just prove, hey, he's a nice guy. That's their only lot in the entire movie. Well, it's time to head to the Big Apple to sign some documents to kind of get all this figured out. And the tabloids are trying to figure out who this mystery man is. Plus, there's pressure on Bay Bennett to get more dirt on deeds. We arrive in New York City, and I'm starting to realize that this is just an unfunny version of Coming to America. That's what it felt like <laughs> for the first 30 minutes of the movie. It felt like a very unfunny version of coming to America that he is from this very small place. And now he comes to the big city and all of these things are just moving so fast. That's what it felt like. That's interesting. Cause I, I didn't make that comparison. Cause I think coming to America has like the inverse where he shows up, he's super rich and wealthy and gets everything he wants at his home country. And then comes to New York and, you know, is in poverty and the bad neighborhood and the bad apartment and the whole deal where deeds has the opposite. He's like, Mr. Meager, Mr. Live Within Your Means, like, hey, small town USA, I own the pizza joint, da-da. And then he comes to Manhattan, and suddenly he's possibly a billionaire, and you can see the difference in lifestyles. I actually think it's the inverse of coming to America. Patrick, really quickly, one thing that kind of turned me off about this movie mm -hmm. is Mr. Deeds was just so unrealistically pure. Like, we all know good people. Sure. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't know anybody as good as Mr. Deeds, but we all know people. You're like, man, that is a solid person. Yeah. If you told that person... Hey, you've just inherited $40 billion. Their reaction wouldn't be, oh, that's cool. Like, what? That part, like, we didn't get a moment. At no point did he seem overwhelmed by the, oh, my God, I am now one of the richest people in the world. They just didn't give Mr. Deeds many realistic human emotions to me in this movie. No, they didn't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there would be a bigger reaction to just finding that out other than just kind of him being like, oh, yeah, I guess that's kind of cool. <laughs> I would have had a heart attack. Every yeah, time. I would have been like, yeah, you're fucking with me or like this isn't real or yeah, I mean, some version of that because yeah, that's you're right. That, that definitely did bother me. What did hold up, though, is that, uh, you know, a lot of these older movies that, you know, they, they bring up a sum of money. It's like, oh, that's nothing now. Forty billion dollars. Still a lot of money. That's true. I will say it highlighted a point. I have my notes. Not a singular character has depth. They are all just surface level. Winona Ryder is the 
you know, romantic interest who at first has bad intentions, but we all know she's going to pivot. We just, we all know the Harvey Levin character, the TMZ guy, basically. We all know he's just out to get deeds. We know the COO, CEO, CEO, mega billionaire is probably up to something nefarious. We kind of know every character's entire plot line just by looking at them and the minute we meet them. Longfellow Deeds, good dude, not gonna let money get to him. No character has depth. None of them. Yeah, I didn't really mind the fact that there wasn't much character depth just because, I mean, it's a 90-minute Adam Sandler comedy movie. Like, I wasn't really expecting the depth here. It was just most of the mechanisms that I think they thought was gonna hit and connect, like the scene with his foot where he's hitting his foot with the thing. This wasn't really that funny to me when they're in the room and he realizes that it echoes. Like, that part just wasn't Mm -hmm. really that funny to me. So, like, a lot of the, like, hey, Adam Sandler, do a funny here. I just didn't really laugh at most of these jokes here. Like, I love Adam Sandler movies while we're doing this. You know, we all do. We all have our three or four comedy staples from Adam Sandler. This isn't even a top ten Adam Sandler movie to me. No, yeah. I mean, I put it in the upper ones, maybe just because so many of them I think are bad. But uh, it's also pre a lot of his movies having a ton of product placement, although there is still a decent amount in this movie. Like, I'm wondering, was the Hawaiian Punch uh, fountain? Was that a bid or was that a way to get Hawaiian Punch into the movie? I don't know. That's that a was good point. I never that thought was about that. My fun fact: Adam Sandler last minute decided to put the Hawaiian punk fountain in the movie. I don't know why. There was okay. no. There's no fun fact on why he decided. It was just last minute. Adam Sandler was like, "We should do this," and people were like, "Cool, let's do it." Well, you I think we now know he got paid. Then. Yeah. <laughs> just, just think about it. You're making a movie last thing. It's like, hey, why don't we put Hawaiian Punch in the movie? <laughs> what if he I'm got, drinking Hawaiian Punch in the scene? He got dropped off the bat. <laughs> by the way, you mentioned it being not a top 10 Adam Sandler movie. It's written by the same guy who did Little Nicky, which is another not so great oh, Adam yeah. Sandler movie. It's he, in that same vein of it's there are definitely worse Adam Sandler movies. There are bad Adam Sandler movies that exist. This isn't bad. It's just vanilla there's nothing to it's it very vanilla yeah there's just not a lot of seasoning i would say that's on this movie why does mr deed own the jets it comes up one time two times in the movie it comes up when he meets the quarterback of the team correct and then they get into the point well, it wasn't even a fight he punched him he just it was a it was a one hitter quitter <laughs> yeah. he just knocked him out and then it comes up again when he calls him on the phone and then the dad from Boy Meets World spanks his adult son. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> it. Right. That was the only. That was the so only weird. time that we find out that like, so you're a big football fan and you just own the Jets. At least, hey, you're going to give the money back eventually. I'm at least going to keep the football team. It'd be cool to be the owner of a football team. I think it's just another. Hey, look, this is what billionaires do. So we're going to work it into the plot line. And also, it shows that Adam Sandler's character is a good dude because he would never disrespect a woman. And now, you know, he's. You know, standing up to the big bad quarterback. It just random hate proving he's a billionaire scenes. So our our reporter friend Babe Bennett fakes a mugging and deeds nearly beats the fake mugger to death. Oh, that is New York City tour, Tommy. You're welcome. Okay, yeah. Uh, hidden cameras on. Ready to go. Molest me. Do it. Marty, you molest me. You got it. Oh God! Yeah, Help! Help! Help me mugged! Help! Help! Help me mugged! Good luck. See you at the office. Don't worry. I'll get him. Oh, shit. Stop. Stop right there. Come on. What's your problem, pal? Come up here. 
Got your pocketbook. Get a job, pal. I mean, this was a you. They would have stopped this UFC fight about eight punches in. He kept he punched him about twenty times. I think he, yeah, he picked up a trash can and like dropped it on him. I mean, <laughs> it, it was, was a, yeah, it was a savage beat. <laughs> For as nice as Deeds was, as he almost beat this guy an inch of his life. Yeah. But like, it was a regular mugging. It wasn't like I mean. I'm okay beating him up, but you didn't need to give him the you know sign of God. Hey, you're about to die because you stole someone's purse. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he, he almost beat that man to death. And one of the writers like, "You got him. He's good. You, it's good. You got him. Don't worry about it." But that actually made me laugh when she was like, "Oh, I, I think he's down." He's like, "No, I got more in me." <laughs> yeah, he just kept hitting him. Then they like Allen Iverson step like over him as he's just laying there, nearly unconscious, about to bleed out. So Babe Bennett, our reporter friend, fakes a mugging. Deeds nearly beats the fake mugger to death. And there is instant spark between Deeds and the reporter. Our reporter friend is playing our guy like a fiddle with some absolutely tall tales. These two are on date number one, and they get introduced to a group who doesn't think that his greeting cards are very funny. So he goes Monday Night Raw on the crew. It was funny to me, like, the balance between... Deeds is supposed to be this nicest human being who would never harm a fly. But then he had like happy Gilmore mode where he would just turn into hockey style fights at any moment. I had a tough time balancing those two things that back home Deeds would never hurt a fly. Then gets to New York and then turns into fucking Shawn Michaels. Yeah, it feels like they kind of randomly, I don't know if this movie was like written for someone else and they randomly just kind of were like put in some Happy Gilmore scenes where it's like, oh yeah, do the Adam Sandler thing here. Or it's like, yeah, you know, beat this guy up. That'll be funny. I don't know. It, it felt a little out of place. It did. I mean, it wasn't just the beat him up. It was the level of violence he had toward people. For no, <laughs> yeah. Like, and we get, I just skip ahead. We get the scene where he gets really drunk with McEnroe and they're like, they're like a menace to society suddenly. And I get oh, like yeah. people who drink too much sometimes do dumb stuff, but like they are terrors on New York City <laughs> when they've had a few cocktails. Like he goes from like, people applauding him at the pizza parlor to low-key Kimbo slicing people's backyard, just smoking fools? Why? Why did that come out? He has met one woman in New York, and he's he's telling her all this information about him. Hey, this is my name. This is who I am. This is where I used to be. This is how much money I just got. This is my, like, why are you telling this woman everything that she needs to know about you? And then, to your point about the John McEnroe story, when now magically the news people have footage of your night, at no point do you put the two and two together. Well, I didn't do it. McEnroe didn't do it. There was only one other person that was with us. This girl has been recording me this entire time. Right. He's kind of an idiot. Like, for <laughs> yeah. as violent and sweet as he is at the same time, he gets duped by just regular life. And, like, this isn't like some deep secret, oh, this is some corporate shadiness. They knew the bylaws. They got you. He gets duped by camera in a purse. Like, come <laughs> on. And then this woman, just every time you do something, magically the person that you've been hanging out with just seems to have 4K footage of yeah. everything that and you have ever done. And she's never in the footage. She's like, how does, how does this keep happening? But you were there. You're not seen. What? <laughs> yeah, no. At some point, you got to be able to figure this out. It's funeral time. Can you guys tell me why Al Sharpton was at this white man's funeral? <laughs> not out. a clue. This, this guy was... Random cameo? This guy was yeah. Rupert Murdoch. He was the head of CNN, the head of Fox. Do we think that Jesse Jackson would be speaking at... These first, like, no, why, why is Al Sharpton talking? That might have actually been the funniest part of the movie to me. Yeah. Yeah, Al Sharpton just wanted to be in an Adam Sandler movie, and he, he got the opportunity. 
Yeah, and by the way, we now get him doing a greeting card eulogy, which is supposed to be funny, but is not at all funny. I'm just sitting there being like, this is cringy and uncomfortable. Like, does anyone think this failed greeting card writer doing a eulogy is funny? Come on. I will say, though, one of the funniest parts in the movie is when he opens up the casket and oh, then the guy up. just pops up. <laughs> All frozen. It is actually really funny. I did enjoy this. So his fake girlfriend calls and is setting up date number two. Our guy is worth $40 billion, and he is literally in a relationship with the first woman that he met in New York. $40 billion. Yeah. You know what kind of trouble you would get into if you were small town? I've never left small town New Hampshire. It's too much money. And now you're telling me that I can go to New York City and do literally anything that I want. You can go to any nightclub, any bar, hang out with any. You're up $40 billion. Yeah. And you're just in love with the first person that you've ever seen. This was the most unrealistic part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> it just didn't make any sense to me. So in the middle of their date, fire trucks roll through and Mr. Deeds wants to help. He does some Spider-Man shit. And climbs up the building to help a woman save her cats. The cats are saved. The woman is saved. Everybody is happy. But wait, the news edits make Deeds look like the villain. And now Babe Bennett is having second thoughts on this whole thing. I get it. It is a 90-minute Adam Sandler movie. You are (laughs) right, though, Rob. Every twist and turn up until the end. I will give them this. The the, the ending of the movie was a nice curveball. But for the first 85 minutes, it was as predictable of a movie that you've ever seen. Yeah. No, the ending was a nice little curveball. You're right about that. I guess we'll talk about that. But yeah, no, everything else predictable mm. by the numbers. And I, I had seen this movie before, so as I'm rewatching it, I'm like, I can't remember this scene. So you're fast forwarding, because I know, okay, it's he saves the keep on the fire because he's a volunteer fireman. Oh, he's because a nice he's guy. He's a good person. Yeah, if yeah, they hadn't he's already a good person. beaten that in. Yeah, they, we haven't really sold that yet. So look, <laughs> he's a good person. But look, the news and TMZ or whatever that TV show is actually up to no good to try to defame him. Oh, and look, the person trying to defame him is actually trying to get the money is the company guy. How could we possibly have connected these dots? Just 88 minutes of that. I actually didn't mind the cat scene. I did think the cat scene was funny and the way that he would throw the cats off the thing that would land on the trampoline. <laughs> Yeah. And they would all land in a very different, unique way. I actually liked the cat scene. I thought it was funny. I mean, you're right. We did beat the hell out of the, hey, Deeds is just a great individual. This was maybe the most comedic value way of doing that to me. Yeah, I mean, it it gets a chuckle for me. I don't know if it's funny. I don't know if it's good. It's just, it's okay. Like It's a, it's a funny little, oh, he's saving the cats. And look, the cats are landing differently. Ha <laughs> ha. I, I didn't like, oh, man, I'm laughing, laughing. But I also never laughed, laughed at any point in this movie. So speaking of second thoughts, Deeds is thinking about keeping the company so he can stay with his new girlfriend. They have been on two dates, and now this is his girlfriend. And this news upsets the big boss. Well, the mugger reporter guy tells the head of the media company about what's been going on. The head of the media company tells fake Harvey Levin what's going on. We take a detour as Deeds takes his girlfriend to her fake hometown, but no one recognizes her. How can he not see that she is lying? Yeah, when he's they so go stupid. into the bar, Rob, you and I have been to Weston. I go into Weston, people recognize me and know who I am. Mm-hmm. You've been telling me that you were from this place. You're from this town. You grew up here. This is a small community. Are you from Weston? No, I'm from Kansas City. I'm saying, I go there enough. <laughs> he's, the, he's the mayor, though. You don't know, know who I am when okay. I go in there. Like, yeah. hey, I know you. I've been here. I've seen you a bunch. Yeah. If you were from this town, how did he not at any point realize? Something's a little off. She doesn't have any memories. Nobody recognizes her from here. You're not who you're telling me. How did it take 
the big reveal at Madison Square Garden, and this wasn't the moment of truth for him. Yeah, when he goes to the neighborhood, uh, the childhood home, and the kids in the home are like, my dad built this, and she was like, uh, 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 shut up, kid. <laughs> like, that doesn't send off any red flags. Real quick before we get back into the small town USA thing, does the soaping up the ass scene weird out anyone else <laughs> i know it was supposed to be hilarious but like i remember we watching it being like what are we doing why why is this in here <laughs> you know what i actually liked the the evil head of the media guy i actually thought he was a good villain in this movie yeah the evil head of the media guy but like this the scene where they're after the tennis scene where they're in the shower i'm like he's what? just randomly taking a shower for no <laughs> it doesn't really make any sense so deed and <laughs> so deeds and carly russell share a kiss on the front steps she is out on the deception. She's ready to come clean and tell Mr. Deeds. Deeds plans a dinner date at Madison Square Garden, which looks like one of the greatest dates that anybody has ever been oh, on. They're at center court at Madison Square Garden about to have a dinner. By the way, he's been a billionaire for 10 minutes, and he suddenly has the pull to get that done. That's big wig stuff. you got $40 billion. <laughs> you also own the Jets. I'm assuming that is a very quick phone call for you to go ahead and make this happen. And I think in terms of connections, I mean, his uncle already had the connections that his uncle That's has fair. all the staff. Yeah. If you want to do this, you probably don't got to deal with it. Hey, my uncle has gone to Knicks games. He knows the owner directly. Call the owner. Tell him you want to do this. He's ready to propose after three Dates? It's a red flag. When you know, you know. $40 billion. <laughs> he has met one girl. I'm ready to give you half of my $40 billion. <laughs> <laughs> Three dates. They went to Bumfuck, Iowa. They went to one restaurant. And now they're at Madison Square Garden. And now they're, they took one walk. <laughs> and now it doesn't make any sense to me. It's one of the most confusing plots I've ever seen. So the big boss, the media boss, shows Deeds the truth about his little girlfriend. Deeds is heartbroken. He signs over the company and wants to donate all of his money to a random charity. Ready to give it all away. $40 billion. He couldn't just keep some of it. Just a little, just a little smidgens of the money. You know what? A billion dollars is a lot of money. And he also just doesn't know any single charity. Why not give it to your hometown? You know what? Do you know what $40 billion could do for where he lived? It it could have been one of the biggest cities in the United States. (laughs) Somebody just pumped $40 billion into Yeah, but he's going to give $40 billion to charity because I don't know if you guys knew this. He's a good dude. He just has to do the right thing. (laughs) Yeah, he's a good guy. (laughs) Uh, Have they really finished? Have they really (laughs) sold us on that yet? Look, he's going to give $40 billion to charity. He's a nice guy. No, they haven't. So. Babe Bennett, his little girlfriend, shows up and tries to speak to Deeds. A wrestling match ensues between his girlfriend and his friend at the pizza place. Woo! Feeling crazy. Hey, come to mama. (laughs) Ow! I was a rodeo clown for six years. You're going to have to step it up a notch, Shorty. You mean like this? Oh, 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 oh. What were you kicking? I ain't got no balls, dummy. No balls. Ah, 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 me down. You got it. Ah, ah, Just tell me where Deeds is. Bring your phony ass over here. Ah, I'm gonna cut you in the eight slices of bitcheroni. God, no. Are you all right? Good kick, honey. Good kick. While trying to talk to Deeds, though, 
She heads to the middle of nowhere. She's walking on the lake. She falls through the ice, and Mr. Deeds has to save her with his gross black foot. foot. <laughs> yeah, with his black foot. She would have died, right? In real life. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. 100%. In Ray, That's in, how you die. Yeah, in, in, in real life, Babe Bennett dies. <laughs> she was in that water for a while. Yeah. And you know that water is cold. You go completely underneath the water. Mm-hmm. Nah, you don't live, man. You die. Yeah. yeah. Also... Again, we get she's another. She's dying, and he's like talking to her. And she's dying. <laughs> she's like, "Help me! I'm cold." He's like, "No, I'm gonna let you stand on for a yeah. couple more minutes." You did something bad to me, so you're gonna die. By the way, yeah. why is this town so obsessed with violence? She goes to the pizza parlor, talk to Deeds, and the woman's like, "Okay, honey, it's beat down time." <laughs> why is everyone from ass. small town Connecticut interested in just whooping ass all the time? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they're so violent it doesn't make any sense so the plan is to sell off the company with the evil media man deeds buys back one share of the company and now has the opportunity to speak at the big meeting to try and persuade everybody to not sell their stocks he gives a passionate speech to the investors to not sell and remember their inner child but it's not going to work because homeboy has a majority of the vote but his girlfriend enters the ring with blake's diary she has all the tea i am a volcano of lust I've gotten this far in business by following my heart, and I must follow it now in love. If she just gives me a sign, an opening. Want me to wipe the leaves on your bike tree, Mr. Blake? You can call me Preston. You want me to wipe the leaves on your bike tree, Preston? Yes. Yes. Yes! <laughs> the server, Emilio, is the true rightful heir because his mom had an affair with Blake. She's and very now sneaky. the company mm-hmm. is his. Deeds and Bennett patch things up. Emilio gives $1 billion to Mr. Deeds, and he goes back home to slanging pizzas. Hallmark buys one of Deeds' cars. Hard to breathe, feels like floating. So full of love, my heart's exploding. Mouth is dry. Hands are shaking. My heart is yours for the taking. Acting weird, not myself. Dancing around like the Keebler elf. Finally time for this poor club to know how it feels to fall in love. Deeds buys everybody a Corvette. That is the end of Mr. Deeds. How much money do you think he spent on Corvettes? It was a lot of Corvettes. I would say ten to twenty mil, maybe. It seemed, yeah, it seemed like a lot. I'm gonna say like he, if he, let's say each Corvette's a hundred thousand dollars, he probably gave you know ten, fifteen of them out. So okay. yeah, that's yeah. kind of the number I got to. I'm gonna assume. Now, I know we don't people don't really buy cars wholesale, but something tells me if you walk into the dealership right now and you say you're willing to buy twenty of these Corvettes. I'm assuming they're giving you a pretty good oh, deal. That's a good point. Also, <laughs> you got to also paying them in cash too. You ain't financing these. Yeah, that's I got true. the cash right now. I'll I'll buy twenty of these. I'm something they're tells you me. Up with the deal. Something tells me you're getting that hundred thousand dollars down to like sixty thousand. <laughs> I also think you were just all over the tabloids being a billionaire. If you walk into the local Corvette shop in you know small town Connecticut, they might recognize you and be like, "Yo, it's a billionaire. We're good here." Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. you're hundred percent good here. That's the end of Mister Deeds. Did you guys like the ending of the movie? I like that it was different. I like that it was, you know, we it was kind of paint by numbers up until the end here with the diary and Emilio getting the money and but I knew the 
evil nefarious CEO guy wasn't going to get it. But I like there's a little twist because the rest of the movie is so blah. But I don't know. I I didn't walk away being like that's a fun twist. I walked away being like okay, like they they took a different path to the same result. Awesome because he still gets the money, he still gets the girl, and the bad guy still loses. Like <laughs> yeah, he got a billion dollars instead mm-hmm. of forty billion dollars. And now the nice guy, a guy who's nicer and had a lower income job, gets just more money. It's a it's a small twist. I didn't dislike it, but I wasn't like wow, they did something really different here. So the reviews, Mr. D's received mainly negative reviews from critics on Rotten Tomatoes. The film has a approval rating of 22% and an average score of 4.2 out of 10. It's consensus. This update of Capra doesn't hold a candle to the original. And even on its own merits, Mr. Deed is still indifferently acted and stale. That's maybe my biggest opinion about this movie. I don't think it's good. I don't think it's bad. Yeah. I just think it's there. Like, I would never say, oh, I hated this movie. I also don't like the movie either. Like, it's not a movie I would plan to watch again. If I want Adam Sandler, there are 10 other movies I would watch to get my Adam mm-hmm. Sandler fixed Absolutely. before this one. Like, this movie is, this is one of the most average movies that we reviewed so far on this podcast, Rob. There's a million ways to say it's just, it's just meh, it's vanilla, it's just there. It is the epitome of, oh, it's a 5.5 on IMDb. Adam Sandler has made worse movies. He made Grown Ups 2. That's an awful movie. He made, was it Herbie or Hubie Halloween? That movie's trash. Oh, but Hubie he's made, Halloween, yeah. He's made, so, <laughs> he's made so many better movies. This one just falls in the middle, and it's just kind of blah. It's like Little Nicky. It's not bad because there's worse Adam Sandler, but you would never be like, you know what I want to watch today? Little Nicky. No one has ever thought that. So you know what, Rob? I'm going to introduce a new segment on the show. It's going to be called What Roger Thinks. What do you think Roger Ebert said about Mr. D? Hate. Hate. There's no way he likes this movie. Out of four stars, how many stars do you think he gave this movie? Two. Patrick, where do you at? Out of four stars, how many stars do you think he gave Mr. Deeds? Uh, one and a half. One and a half stars? Yeah, hey, uh, too Deeds. nice to him. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Quote for my guy Roger Eper. At one point during the long ordeal of Mr. Deeds that is said of the Adam Sandler character, he doesn't share our sense of ironic detachment. Is this a private joke by the writer? If there is one thing Sandler's Mr. Deed has, it's ironic detachment. Like so many Sandler characters, he seems fundamentally insincere to be aiming for the laugh at even the most serious of moments. That is from your guy Roger Eper. Not a fan of Mr. Deeds. Not surprising he's not a fan because I imagine this movie came out. I haven't looked through the years of filmography for Sandler, but Sandler was on the heels of being the woe guy. We hadn't gotten a lot of the vanilla nothing movies yet, and we hadn't gotten a lot of the trash yet either. We had just gotten Sandler at its finest. So if this movie comes out and it ends up being vanilla nothing whatever by Sandler, at the time it would have been a miss. So that's another reason why I think you come out hard on it is because the megastar didn't, show mega stardom it's interesting because i'm kind of looking at his imdb right now i'm looking at his page and i mean he gets off to almost as hot of a start of any actor that we've seen i mean adam sandler's will smith they're the same like they both come out of the gate super hot then they have some mediocre misses and then they have some moments you're like what are you doing and they have a little bit of renaissance late in their career but it's not like it ever once was i actually think the comparison's probably more eddie murphy than anything that's like, more comedy yeah, but yeah I mean, those first like four or five movies i mean billy madison happy gilmore wedding singer water boy big daddy i mean that is a run of yeah. great comedy movies on the heels of being an SNL star at the time. Yeah. I know he got fired, but he was on SNL. He was a known commodity at the time too. And this is kind of when it starts to take the turn. Little Nicky, 
Punch Drunk Love, Mr. Deeds, Crazy Eight Nights, Anger Management. Like, this is kind of when you start to see the pivot. Like, the further and further away you get from that hot run, it's funny because he's actually kind of had a little bit of a renaissance. Like, I actually like Longest Yard. I like the first grown-ups. The second one's not that good. I think the first grown-ups is funny. I liked Hustle that he just had on Netflix a couple of years ago. Yeah, Hustle I, and Uncut Gems. and Adam Sandler has had a, a pretty good rebrand. It, it is like a Keanu Reeves rebrand over the last five or six years. I actually don't mind those murder mystery uh, movies with Jennifer Aniston on Netflix. I like new Adam Sandler. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The Netflix movies and like a lot of his They're later right. movies, they seem like, yeah, again, reasons for him to go... To Rome or Hawaii or, you know, wherever the... Uh, let's, get, let's get a vacation paid for. Yeah. Seems like what he's no, doing now in like movies. That. Do you guys like Chuck and Larry? I like Chuck and Larry. No. Yeah, and I don't like Chuck and Larry. Oh, wow. Uh, I like. I think Chuck and Larry's funny. Chuck and, I think if you rewatch Chuck and Larry, I think you're going to realize it's just 90 minutes of homophobic jokes or like, not homophobic, just, you know generic stereotypical gay jokes you're gonna be like this doesn't stand up to the test of time i can't believe that he ever signed on to do jack and jill like that is maybe one of the worst oh. decisions i've ever seen that's I, what i'm saying that's i love saying. i love jack and jill only because it's so absolutely insane that's why i think he's eddie murphy like eddie murphy has done some comedy classics he also did norbit he also did adventures of pluto nash like adam sandler has maybe done five to seven comedy classics you also made Jack and Jill and Little Nicky. Like, I don't know how you thought that these were good ideas. Patrick, I'll let you go first. When a hero comes along, give me a hero of this movie. The hero of this movie? Yeah, a hero of Mr. Deeds. Give me a hero. Give me a person, a scene, a thing that you would deem to be a hero of this movie. Uh, John McEnroe. That's Ooh, not I like that one. <laughs> can, I say the, can I say the ending? The ending is the only thing that keeps it from being the most generic rom-com on earth. I like yeah. I like the ending. I didn't I didn't think it was like wow out of my seat, but I like I like they did a little a little bit of a twist and they tried something new, a little a little splash of flavor here. So I'll, I'll say the ending is like the redeeming quality. It's when the hero arrives. I don't know the character's name, but you guys all know what I'm talking about. The woman that worked at the pizza bar that gets into the wrestling match with Babe Bennett, I liked her character a lot. Like, she had a very genuine and pure love for him. They have the scene where they're in basically instant messaging each other while yeah. on the computer. I liked that scene. I didn't actually mind the little wrestling scene inside the pizza shop. I thought that was cool. Winona Ryder kicks her in the balls, and she's like, I don't have any balls. I actually liked her character. I'm going to give her my hero. I'm giving her a thumb up in this. Yeah, I mean... She's a generic talentsperson, though. Like, I love Deeds. My love for de Deeds is more than just his money. It's just, like, she's highlighted more than the other characters and with that generic love. But because she's highlighted more, I guess that's fine. Can you think of anybody who was maybe a better friend than Adam Sandler? Like, he's had the same... He puts everyone in his the movies. The same eight people have been yeah. in his movies for 15 years or so. Like, the guy, I don't even know who he was, but the guy who faked being sick, the quarterback from The Waterboy, he's been in, like, eight of these movies that yeah. he's been in. Mm -hmm. Adam Sandler's the best friend of all time. He really is, and I, I heard that uh, when Grown Ups like, opened up at the box office, all of the people that were in Grown Ups, like all the late actors, he bought them all uh, Maseratis. Oh, it's wow. like real-life Mr. Deeds. Yeah, yeah. He's real-life <laughs> Mr. Deeds. Yeah. Rob, I'll throw it to you next, man. Give me doing too much. Winona Ryder's character did not do it for me. Maybe it's because I don't think Winona Ryder did a very good job with the character, but the minute we're introduced to her and we get introduced to this plan to get close to Mr. Deeds, you know exactly what is coming, and there is no twist. There is no interest. It never felt like the connection or the love is genuine between them. It just... 
it seemed like generic rom-com girl, and we all knew it was going to happen. She's going to start with bad intentions. He's going to get in some trouble. She's going to fall for him, and they're going to end up together. It just... I never, I never cared for the Winona Ryder character, so I don't think she did a bad job, but that gets my doing too much. Yeah, different character, but same reasons, basically, is uh, the Peter Gallagher character, like the CEO. I mean, he has like the evil mustache already. You just know that he's going to be a bad guy already with that facial hair. I think that he's a great actor. Uh, I like him a lot. You know, I like an American Beauty. He was, uh, I don't know if you watched The O.C. He was the dad, Sandy Cohen, on The O.C. Oh, i never seen The O.C. Uh, mm-hmm. Fantastic television program. Uh, but, yeah, I think that, yeah, he there's not much to do with just the evil CEO part, right? And, like, uh, he kind of overdoes it. And, uh, yeah, that's, he's doing too much. I'm going to give Steve Buscemi my do it too much. Oh, that's I thought, a good one. I thought the crazy eye character was just not funny. Served no purpose. He Definitely just, too much. He, <laughs> just, like, he just wasn't funny. He's been funnier in other things that he has. Yeah. He was not funny in this. I thought he was very funny in Big Daddy, for example. I just yeah. didn't really find him to be that funny in this movie. I thought he was doing, doing too much. I'm giving Steve Buscemi my doing too much. Oh, and I will say, I remember when this came out, this was around the time when Nona Ryder got in a lot of trouble for uh, shoplifting. And that was like all over the uh, like the entertainment tonight's and Jay Leno was joking about that mm-hmm. every night. Yeah, I and I don't this. remember what she stole. I think she stole something from like a Saks Fifth Avenue. I don't know. It didn't seem like a huge deal, but everyone was really blowing it up out of proportion. And this came out around that time, I think. Winona is just quite a name. I don't think I've ever met anybody called uh, Winona. All right, Mr. D's got a 5.8 on IMDb. Patrick, is this too much, too little, or just right? 5.8 does seem a little high for me. I don't know. I would just go down the middle, just five five zero five. I actually agree. I think it's a little bit too much, but I was thinking it's like in between 5 and 5.3. It's just... It's just there. Like, there's nothing really bad about it. There's nothing like where you're like, oh man, this this really saves it and bumps up to a five six five seven. But there's nothing where I'm like, oh, it's terrible. It needs to be in the fours. It just, I guess five five would be just right. So I mean, it's a yeah. maybe we're I mean, it's parsing words, but. Just, yeah, it's a little bit high for me. It stinks that all three of us are on the same page with this movie. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly where I am. I think I think 5.8 is, like, egregiously too high for this movie. Like, this movie is not inching closer to being it's a not, good movie. Yeah, it's no, not it pushing not, to the six. Yeah, like, yeah. if, if you're no. telling me, like, if I had to put this movie in two categories, just there's no nuance, good movie or bad movie, I would put this in the bad movie category. Like, if we were playing classic or trash with Adam Sandler movies, yeah, yeah. I would say trash when it comes to this I'm I'm with both of you guys. This movie's a five point three, five point four. I don't know if it can be. I I think putting it in the fours is too low. Like yeah. I think that's being overly critical mm-hmm. of the movie. I think five point eight is giving the movie way too mm-hmm. much credit. This movie is a this movie's a five point three, five point four on IMDb. Yeah, I mean it's a background movie. It's an airport watch. It's you know it's one of those things. It's watch it on TBS without the volume. It just doesn't taste like anything. Like, it's not flavorful. It's just blah. Just yeah. very, very bland. That was another episode of the Bad Movies Worst Opinions podcast where we believe that everybody has their favorite bad movie. The only rule is we have to watch a movie that's below a 6.0 on IMDb. Do us a favor, like, review, subscribe. Do all that stuff that podcasters ask you to do. Next week, we're watching Summer Catch, man. Mm. I cannot wait to watch Summer Catch. Freddie star Prince, Freddie Jr. Prince Jr. and Jessica. B. That is the last movie that I have requested for the summer. <laughs> is Summer Catch. I cannot wait to watch that movie. Josh Berger is going to join us. The Royals Insider is going to join us to watch Summer Catch for next week. Patrick, man, we appreciate you, man. Thank you, buddy. Thank you for having me. 